The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim Fox. And I'm Dr. Janine Fox. And we're here to give you another version of Live Healthy, Be, Be healthy. healthy. And that Live Healthy, Be Healthy is all about how to live healthy so you can actually be healthy. Uh, you can follow us, for those of you who like Twitter, you can follow us on our Twitter feed. It's at Live, the letter B, Healthy. So that's at Live, Be Healthy. Uh, so... Dr. Janine and I are here tonight. Uh, we've got some interesting things. We're always going to start off with some stuff that we call in the news. And there's some interesting things came up in the news, didn't it, Janine? Oh, yeah, it did. A few things. Now, the one thing that we looked at was the prediabetes. Yeah. Um, they actually showed that prediabetes increases the risk of cancer by 15%. Wow. Yes. You know, and, and when we talk about prediabetes, I mean, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm not diabetic. I'm not diabetic. Uh, we see a, a multitude of people, you know, literally hundreds, that are pre-diabetic. They think they're not diabetic. They think the, they're not. Well, they're not. Right. I mean, it, by the quote-unquote definition, they're not diabetic. And that's what this study kind of talked about. And it's a pretty big sample, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. They showed it was 900,000 that they used in the study to look for the information that they got. Yeah, the markers and so on that they, right. they used for that, for that impaired glucose tolerance or Im- impaired fasting glucose and so on, which means... You know, your glucose is, you know, I had a fellow in today, uh, typically, his glucose, fasting glucose was 102. Well, that's not too bad. I said, well, it depends on how you look at it. It's, it's not good. It's still high. It's still high. And they didn't do an A1C on him. And we explained kind of this same thing to him, to him, was, you know, you've got to find out if you've got this, it looks like you have, the pre-diabetes. Because he had, you know, right there, fasting glucose. That's an impaired glucose tolerance. And that's that's they, one of the things. They even show, not on this research, but a different research showed that it really needs to be diagnosed earlier. Yeah, you know. Because if I, you don't so. diagnose diabetes or even pre-diabetes, you're already getting the damage done. They were even showing how much the vessels are damaged right. in early stages before someone's diabetic. Yeah, you know, that's a silent thing that goes on. You don't realize it. It's not like you've got a sore on your yeah. hand or something you see. You know, this is damage going on to your blood vessels, yeah. to, you know, i.e. your cardiovascular system, your heart and your blood vessels. And, you know, when that damage is done. It's hard to reverse it. Yeah. And I even, when I go over lab work with people, I even tell them when they start getting close to even pre-diabetes. Right. I tell them another tenth of a point and you're pre-diabetic. Right. So you want to start now. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, the listeners probably figured out we do, right. a, we do a lot of lab work. We do a folks. lot of lab we work do. and sit down with a lot of people. And, and that, you know, that's what we call evidence-based nutrition. We hear every you know. excuse in the world on why they don't want to change their diet. Oh, yeah. 
Well, Grandpa lived that way. <laughs> How long would he live? Well, you know, this is a long time. Anyhow, that's true. But this, this pre-diabetes thing, I think it's just kind of interesting that they tied it out. You know, they, and they had another study that we looked at just recently talked about diabetes isn't diagnosed early enough. That's the one you were talking about. Yeah, that's about. what I was talking about. And, and when you say that, well, okay, how do you, because a lot of times we tell people, you know, you're pre-diabetic or, you know, you're kind of getting in that pre-diabetes fall, fall yeah. in that range. Well, yeah, but I'm not diabetic. We look at a lot of factors. <laughs> we, we, yeah. We, we you're damaging at, things. I right. don't care whether you're pre or what. You know, even you're damaging you're, stuff. Even if your A1C is still normal. Yes. We actually look if your triglycerides are starting to go up. Yes. You're pre-diabetic. And what about that insulin level? If your insulin level is up, you're going to be insulin resistant. You know, for instance, uh, week or, no, probably a couple of weeks ago, had a young fellow, young guy. He's mm-hmm. probably 25, 26, something like that. A little overweight, you know, and he realized that, okay, his weight wasn't too good, most of it in his tummy and, you know, midsection. And we did his lab work, and his A1C was like 5.4. Now, if you stopped right there, you'd say, well, gee, he's in good shape. Yeah, but his insulin, which, you know, we don't like to see insulin go over 10 at the max. On a fasting insulin. On a fasting insulin. Uh, That's when you're fasting. And I really don't want to see it go over 5. But if it goes over five, we don't want to stare to see it go over 10. His was 27. Oh, yeah. There's 27. A, and almost it, all those people you know. that have those high insulins, even if everything else is normal, they always say, I can't lose weight no matter what I do. Well, you know, because insulin has two jobs. One, insulin is going to— Actually, gonna, it's got about three. Well, it's, it's got, got three four jobs. It's got a whole lot of exactly. jobs, but, but two big ones. Yeah. And the one big one is to get that fuel, which is that sugar— Into the cells. Into the cell where you can use it for fuel. That keeps you going. Right. The second one is, if it can't do that very well, it says, you know, I'm going to store this for, for as over here as fat. Fat is future. As future fuel. That's right. And the thing about it is, because, you know, the body doesn't waste. Once you get it inside your body, uh, the, the body, the, our innate ability to control this thing is, it's either going to use it for fuel or store it as fat, which is for future. Plain right. and simple. And the higher that insulin goes... You know, it all kind of goes right along with this uh, pre-diabetes thing. And type 2 diabetes is a severe insulin resistance. Severe. And you get insulin resistance by having your (laughs) insulin high all the time. (laughs) Overconsumption, right? Exactly. And and that's even why they say in this study that it increases cancer risk, which we started with. True. It increases the cancer risk because as it increases the insulin resistance, that increases the insulin secretion, which in turn allows cancer cells to grow and multiply. Well, insulin is going to help get the fuel into the cancer cell where it can be burned for fuel. And it just which keeps going. Which is not good. No, that's not a good thing to do. So that's, that's kind of interesting. I was really interested to see that, you know, the amount of what they call the prevalence of prediabetes. Back from 99 to 2002, it, it's increased about, it was about 29%. In 2007 to 2010, which is still four years old, you know, it had increased to 36%. Yeah, and here where we live, which is it's in the pr- south. <laughs> it's probably a lot higher than it's that. It's probably it? more like 50 to 60% on the people that we do lab you know, work on. I, I would say that. You know, I was talking to uh, our, our, a friend of ours, um, Nick, and uh, he was talking about it, another doc out in, in Dallas. And he were, we were talking about how many people did we see that are these prediabetes or, you know, metabolic syndrome is another term for it. And I said, oh, gosh, it's probably 75%. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, a lot of the folks that walk through our door. Of course, you know, we are, Mississippi is the fattest, you know, and I have to use that word fat. And, and they're one fat. of the most unhealthy. And the most unhealthy. And, you know, there's So we do see that. a lot. Yeah, we really do. From where we're located, we do see a lot of unhealthy people that we're, we're trying. 
We're trying to make we, them healthier. We do our best, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's beating our head. We got bruises on our foreheads from beating our heads against the but wall. But we do practice what we preach. We do. Yes, we do, do. What we can to be healthy. We do. Despite where we live. Uh, in, in spite of that, right? Uh, exactly. Now something else is in the news, and and you know this is something that's kind of an old friend of ours. The oh. olive leaf extract. Yeah, the olive leaf extract, which we have used, is oh. one of the first products that we had when in, we started in our product line. Right. In our product line, over twenty years ago, yeah. we actually it was we always thought it was a really good product then, but mostly what we used it for was antiviral, antibacterial, antiparasite, antifungal. We used it, you know, both light. It helps blood pressure control. It helps with yeah. a lot of the reason it helps with blood pressure control was how it controls the bacteria and the viruses and funguses that even affect the heart. Yes. But this new study was a little bit different. Uh, it sure was. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a really good study that was, that was done in that anti-cancer agents med chemical. Um, and they, they looked at it about the phenolic compounds or polyphenols. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, a lot of, they always tell you to eat your vegetables, eat your fruits, and so on, because they're loaded with these... The polyphenols. These yeah, phytochemicals right. or polyphenols, right. Well, the olive leaf is loaded with some extremely talented, if you will, uh, polyphenols. Right. Or, or and what they're saying in this research is that the, the activity of the polyphenols right. actually has such a high antioxidant activity that it actually, they're seeing that it's actually an anti-cancer agent. You know, that, that's kind of interesting that, you know, and we've, like I say, we've used it as an antifungal, antibacterial, and so on and so forth for a long time. Yeah. And when they come out, and, and we've even seen the research over the years come out about how it helps the heart. Something really interesting about how it helps the heart, just for a brief uh, side here, one of the things is they found in some of the most recent research in, in heart is the plaque in the arteries is usually has a bacterial, what they call biofilm, yeah. over it. And that, that biofilm is a protective mechanism that the bacteria have. And that makes sense why olive leaf helps so much uh, with cardiac. They showed that it breaks down the uh, biofilm. Yep. I mean, perfect. I mean, who would have thought, you know? And it is something that we've used forever and a day, and, and here's something new coming out. It is, out and a lot, the, of the new, a lot of the research on olive leaf was initially done by a pharmaceutical company back in the 60s. Yeah, it was. Well, that's yeah. what got a, you know, actually, uh, Dr. Janine has an autoimmune problem, and uh, we, we kind of got into this business uh, out of self-preservation. Yep, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> years ago. And uh, so we got to using olive leaf because it, it, it helped you tremendously. Yeah. And over the years... You know, she's got something that we call neurally mediated hypotension or, you know, vasovagal syncope. There's a thousand names for it now, it seems like. But, you know, that thing helped you more than anything in the world. And over the years, even though they try to say that's rare, we have seen many, many, many cases. I don't know if they just seek us out because somehow they know. Sometimes we're magnets for stuff like that, you know. Everybody that we've used olive, olive leaf on, it makes a difference in it. They sure and does. So yeah. it, it helps both low and high blood pressure. So it keeps it from falling unnaturally where it shouldn't fall, and it keeps it from rising when it shouldn't. You know, and, and that, we even put it in there. You know, we've got a formula. We have for a blood, blood pressure, pressure formula yeah, called yeah. Um, Vascular Support BP, and it's actually got the olive leaf extract in it. We use a lot of even a lot of our formulas for candida and yeast yeah. have olive leaf. A lot of, I mean, our formula for blood pressure has olive leaf. We a lot of stuff. We there. actually have used a lot of the olive leaf extract over the years. But you yeah. do have to watch what you get with olive leaf because a lot of people have come in over the years and say, well, I'm taking olive leaf extract. And I'm like, oh, you are? Okay. Well, it's really not working. And I said, well, well, how much are you taking? Well, I don't know. I said, well, bring me your bottle. So they'll bring their bottle in, and it'll be 150 milligrams at 3% of Larapins, yeah. which is like 
I said, okay, with what you're taking, you're going to actually have to take about 20 to our one. And right. we'll use four to six a day. So 20 yes. times six, you might have to take 120 of those to make a difference. Nobody's going to do that. Exactly. Well, that's so, choking down a lot of pills. Exactly. So it, it does, sometimes when we talk about things, it won't just be that you can go out and buy any olive leaf extract. Right. Because they're not all the same. No, they're not. You know, and, and we, we've made very sure over the years to find the strongest one we could. We did. And we actually, yeah. we found one that there was a biotech company that initially, you know, picked up the research that the pharmaceutical company did and found a way to actually make it biologically active in the body. And yes. it is trademarked as Olivier. Right. O-L-I-V-I-R. Right. And, and that's, that's the one we've used and gotten such good results with for so many years. Yeah, and, and like I say, we've used it on you know just about everything. MRSA, I mean, yeah. those of you who've had that methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, MRSA, I mean, it, it, it's a great compound for that. We've used a lot Oh, for yeah, that. we've had people over the years that's already taken three and four antibiotics for a staph infection, and they can't get rid of it, and we add olive leaf, and it gets rid of it. They're shocked, but yeah. the bacteria is not as resistant to it because it's not seen in it as often. Right. You know, so back to something else that we, we had on that sugar thing, there's a... Um, an interesting thing came out of the University of Warwick, and this study showed that there's this there's a compound that comes from sugar in our body, and it's called methylglyoxal or MG, and MG actually damages HDL. Yeah, lowers HDL by if it's damaged, the body says, "Hey, got to get rid of that stuff." So that, I just wanted to talk about that for just a minute too, because yeah, that's really it's actually minute, linked so a lot to the heart disease. Yes, I mean, because when you start lowering HDL, now there's another one of those signs that we watch for. Yes, for that prediabetes thing. You see too, the HDL is lowering; it definitely now, is a problem. Anytime you see that going down, you know that there's a there, as they say, there's your sign. Yeah, uh, it's coming down, and you're going to have problems here, folks. So that's what we look for. We do our lab work. We do some extensive lab work. We'll be right back. Next segment, we'll talk about some clinical pearls. Yeah, see you then. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. 
We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Well, welcome back, folks. Uh, in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about, and if you've listened to us before, you know that we do a little segment called Clinical Pearls. Yeah, they're pearls, all right. We got a really interesting one this time. It's really interesting from a lot of, yeah, we think it's interesting, hopefully you will. Uh, but it, Jenny, you want to start us off on it? Because you started dealing with this lady, Mary, and then I kind of picked up, so yeah. it took both of us yeah. to kind of get her going. Now, right? it's we're, we're talking about this one because our show is to try to, teach you to take care of your own health. And why you need to take care and of your own health. And why you need to take care of your own health. And this is a perfect example of how you got to take charge of your own health. Because if you don't, you might not make it. Uh, yeah. Now, in this lady's case, she came to me probably a little over a month ago. Uh-huh. And she brought in a stack of lab work. I mean, she had a stack with her. So it wasn't something we no, did. It's it was already done. Right. So it was a stack of lab work. And when I went through it, you know, her main problem was iron overload. She had way too much iron. Now, in a woman, a woman's ferritin, which is stored iron, shouldn't be over about 150. Right. Now, when iron gets high, it damages the body. Yeah, like liver and exactly. kidneys. It's kind of like eyes. you just start rusting. Well, it is rust. It is. Think about it. Iron. It is. It's oxidation. Right. So you actually get oxidative stress. That's what they call o- and iron oxidation. we've seen a lot of iron overload over the years because it, it, right. it, we do see it a lot. But More this, I have think, never yeah. seen anyone with the type of ferritin that this lady had. Well, she had levels that started back in about March or April. <laughs> and she had about four months worth of ferritin levels. It was about four, about three, 3,000, 3,500, the first one they did. And, and it's supposed to be not over what? 150. 150. Right. And by the time she come to us, it was almost 5,000. Yeah. And her thing is, I'm dying. I, seriously, she was. And I'm like, they haven't treated you for this. I mean, it's, it's treatable. And she said, no, they just keep doing tests. And I, I kept saying, are you sure? They haven't talked about any treatment. And she said, no. And she was going. Her internist had sent her to a hematologist, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be a specialist in dealing with that. Right. They just kept blowing her off. And she felt she was going down, down, down. And and that's why I think that this is important because she had to seek help, help somewhere else. Yeah. She didn't just wait until she fell out, even though she did for a while. She waited a few months thinking, surely they're going to help me. <laughs> well, you would think. Yeah, I mean, surely they're going to help well, me. Well, because, you know, we ought to emphasize, too, this lady had health insurance. Yeah, she had health it's insurance. That, it wasn't, a, was it wasn't right. a payment issue. No, no. It was not that she was indigent and didn't no. have any money. None, None of, that. of that. And she was just like, they won't help me. And so I looked at all our lab work, and we did a couple extra tests to confirm. And I said, you do have iron. I mean, there's no question. And I said, you have got to get help. Are you sure? So she went back to her internist and said, they're not really helping me. And the internist, not to want to step on toes, said, oh, give them a little bit longer. But this lady was in dire trouble. And she came back to me and said, I don't feel like I have longer. That's true. I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, that's when when we... And so then I I had actually, at the time, I got doing something, so... My Jim, yeah, Doctor Jim, up the phone. picked up the phone and called one of our other hematologists that we work with. Yes, and it took one phone call and uh, a simple call. I faxed her the, you know, the, I faxed her the some of the lab work, not all of it, just some of it, showing her that extremely high ferritin. And when I got her on, and, you know, of course she immediately got on the phone with me, and she said, well, "What are they doing for?" Her? I said, "Nothing. That's just it. Nothing." And she said, well, they got to do something. I said, that's why, that's why I'm calling, calling you. you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, you know, 
we immediately, they got her in the she next day. got her in day. the next day. Yeah. And, and started treating started her. Started treating her. And one of the reasons hers was a little dif- different, because most people have iron overload, their hemoglobin and hematocrit will get high. Sky high. Yeah. She was so bad off that she wasn't making blood anymore. Well, So the, she was getting anemic because her bone marrow couldn't even produce blood because of the damage from the ferritin. It, I was going to say, it's been suppressed by the uh, And so the high it had to be monitored bleeding. It had to be because oh, yes. she was already anemic. Yes. And they immediately started taking blood out of her. That's how yeah. you treat high ferritin. So that just kind of shows you some of the stuff that we do get into. Exactly. Now, little, today, yeah. I mean, she called just yesterday, which is why I thought about talking about her tonight on the show. And her, her ferritin is down to 400. So from around... Almost 5,000 to 400, still a little high, but she feels 100% better. I'm sure she does. She's so grateful to both us and the doctor that's treating her. I keep telling her we didn't do anything, and she said, you got me to somebody that would. And that's it. You know, and, yeah. and, and here's the same thing. We're going to put this out to anybody that calls in and uses us. If you call us, you know, if you call our number, it's 800 Call us. We'll help you out. I mean, if there's somebody out there that's in a situation yeah, like this lady. If it's a problem lady, that we can't help. We're going to find you there. We're going to find right. somebody else that will. Right. Like when she when she came in, I was like, I'm sorry. I wish I could do something. Yeah. But we can't bleed people. Nope. And it has to be monitored because of the problem that you have. And so, but we found her somebody to help. So in her case, it's just if she would have just sat back and waited for them to help her, she may not be here. Yeah, so always true. be proactive in your own health care. Don't just assume they're doing the best they can do for you. That's true. And like I say, you know, if, you know, we, we always put this out there for everybody. You know, if you, you know, we do a lot of lab work and we'll be glad to do your lab work for you. We can get that arranged in, in or close to hometown for you there. But even if you've just had lab work done, let's say, oh gosh, I just had that done two weeks ago. Fine. Get it to us. Email it yeah, to fax us. Fax it to us and we'll email give you a, a different fax, opinion. Whatever. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it from that standpoint. Maybe there's something they didn't do. You know, perhaps they didn't do a, an in-depth enough study of the thyroid. Perhaps they didn't do an in-depth enough study of this blood sugar stuff that we just talked about tonight. We can, we can help you out there. We can find out what's going on for you. So that's just some of the things. And we don't charge a thing to do that, Janine. You know, that's kind of well, you, strange. We charge but, for the blood work, but we do. But not to talk, not to, somebody. To, talk to somebody. And exactly. if you bring us your lab work that somebody else did, we don't we charge don't charge at all. No, we don't charge to talk to you. You know, we're, we're just glad to do it. You know, we kind of live the philosophy of, you know, you give for the sake of giving and you care for the sake of caring. Yep. Period. And if you call and work with people, which a lot of times we are. We mostly are. We yes. will call you back. We will That's do that. That's why people are always surprised that we do call them back, yeah. and we do it pretty promptly. Yeah. See, our, our staff is pretty good about getting us messages. Sometimes our computer looks like the bird of paradise flew over it and landed on it or they something. They put sticky notes they everywhere. sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> I might have a thousand on my desk, but we get through them, and we'll call you back. So that's, that's that. A- another one that we came up with on, on our little clinical pearls was a lady that you dealt with just to- went today. 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 She classic. We've seen this over the years. I mean, it's just uh, something that we she, see so, <laughs> so often is a rash. She come in and she was coming to get a, her DHEA, actually. So she was coming in to get something that she was already taking. And she said, oh, by the way, I've had this rash for about a month. And when I looked at it, the first thing I said to her, it gets worse and hot when you get hot, don't it? And she was like, yeah. I said, do you have some under where your bra is under your boobs? And she goes, oh, that's where it's the worst. Yeah. And I said, there is places. no question what it is. It's candida. Mm-hmm. We see it a lot. We do. Because a lot of times, a lot of doctors don't 
pay attention to candida unless it's thrush or if it's vaginal. Mm-hmm. They don't really look at systemic candida. And we see it a lot because people get tired of going from doctor to doctor. She'd already been to two doctors. Yeah. Already been to two. They gave her some sort of cream. She said it didn't work. Well, it ain't going to work because it's internal. Well, it's coming out through the skin. Right. It's, it's got so much in her body that it'll literally come out and through I the skin. And I told her, I said, the, the, the bad thing is we can get rid of what's on the skin easy. It'll be gone within two to three weeks, but it's not gone inside your body. Sometimes that takes three to six months. Or longer. Yeah, longer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I told her, I said, that's the last thing that comes is the skin, and it's the first thing that leaves. Yeah. And yeah, so I told her, we got to start with, you know, we got to start with, it's usually a three-pronged approach we use on Candida. That's true. We, well, for, the first thing is you've got to change your diet. Yep. If you're eating sugar or things that turn to sugar, you it's like stop. pouring gas on a fire. Yeah. And like I tell people all the time, if you're pouring gas on the fire, can you put it out? Not real easy. Not real easy. No. So the first thing to do is to stop feeding it. You got to stop feeding that candida. And then what we do is we look at something to help kill it. Right. And then what we're talking about next, probiotics. Oh, yeah. You know, and what's funny is I had a guy in today. Yeah. See, so ladies, it's not it's just It's not just you. women. No, 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 no. This is a guy who had, as, as he said in his private area, he had yeast that has been coming back, and he's been to a doc, been taking antibiotics. I said, whoa, taking antibiotics? I said, all you're doing is making it mad. Yeah. Because when the antibiotics stop, it flares back up. He says, you yeah. don't have any probiotics to fight it off. Right. You've killed everything. You know, and what's really interesting about him is I mentioned fruit. Oh, I love fruit. I eat tons of fruits. Good for you. I said, well, you're going to have to stop. Not unless, not if you have a yeast problem. That's what I told him. And he said, well, I got to get rid of this, whatever it takes, yeah. you know. It's kind of interesting. Today was yeast central because I had the guy, then you had the That's lady. That's something that we've see, we yeah. see over the years, and we see it so often yeah. because it is such a problem. And we live in a hot, moist area. So we do see more. Yes, we do. It's this area. The humidity. Yeah. And the way people eat. Well, yeah. Because, makes a difference as well. So yeah. eating more sugar and sweets and desserts yeah. does tend to feed it. So it does oh, it actually it definitely it feeds it. Yeah. But when I went over the diet with this gentleman, like mm-hmm. you just talked about, the first, first problem of it's that diet thing. And it freaked him out because everything I told him that he had to change. Is what he eats. Was what he eats. And, and I said, okay. He said, but I can do it. I can do it. He said, I, I, I got to get rid of this. He said, this is terrible. He said, it was bad enough that his skin would literally peel. Oh, yeah. In the scrotum area and so on. So, you know, that's, that's bad. And I see that a lot in women, like I said, under the bra area. Under the bra area. Yeah. That's a nice It really does. Place. I've had many people say, come in the bathroom. I want to show you this. And as soon as I look at it, I'm like, I know what it is. Oh, yeah. It's pretty obvious. But we see that all the time. And... uh We've got that. And the good that, thing is, there's things you can do about the, it. There you is don't something have you can to do live about that it. Way. Right? No, that you don't. You know, there's plenty that can be done about it. You just have to have some guidance. You know, it's right. just like these two people today. We just had to have guidance. And the good thing them. with cell phones nowadays. Oh yes. From a distance, we can still look at things. You I know, have people yeah. that take a picture of whatever the rash is, and then they send it to us. Yeah. And we can look at it that way. We've seen everything from Lyme disease that way, the bullseye yeah, rash. Bullseye rash. People um, send us pictures. Yeah. Because it used to years ago, you couldn't do that, and now with technology the way it is. I mean, if, if you have a weird-looking something on you, you can actually take a picture of it. Yeah, that's, yeah thank God for smartphones. And I we mean, may not know what it is, but we may be able to direct you in a direction to take care of it. Uh, we'll pick up the phone and call somebody we'll ourselves. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure out what it is. Okay, well, that's yeah, those are the two little clinical pearls for you today 
Well, join us in the next half hour for here, and we're going to have some things about the probiotics, yeah, in which depth is on probiotics. in depth on probiotics. Yeah. So come back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, Welcome back, folks. This is Dr. Jim. I wanted to talk to you about that doctor's nutrition thing for just a moment. Uh, Spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-S, doctorsnutrition.com. And you can send us an email, like the gentleman said, jfox at doctorsnutrition.com, or you can go to our website. And you can call in live with any questions you have right now. You sure can. Yeah, if you want to call in, the number is 866-472-5792. And we welcome any questions, even if it's not on probiotics, whatever it's Uh, on, just give us a call and ask us. If it's something important to you, it'll be important to us. That's right. Just call in. Yeah. But the probiotics are going to be the kind of mainstay of the rest of the show. And we've had some interesting things in the past, oh, I don't know, a few years. You know, a few years back, you mentioned probiotics and everybody thought a cup of yogurt. Yeah. You know, that was about not it. Much, you know. There's not much, that much in a cup of yogurt. No, there's not that much. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that. But uh, one of the things that, you know, mainstream medicine kind of let it go. They say, ah, it's, you know, don't, don't worry about it. you taking an antibiotic. Yeah, maybe take a, you know, eat some yogurt for a few days and you'll be okay. Well, it's not really true. You know, the, the probiotics are a little bit more than that. You know, now we know through the research that's been done in the past, you know, I don't know, four or five years, that there's literally trillions you know, trillions of microbacteria right. yep. and so on, you know, in the gut. You know, there's viruses in there, there's bacteria in there, there's fungi in there, and they all have to live together. And we've got to have enough of the good guys to keep the bad guys in the corner. And a lot of people think that with probiotics, oh, it's just the people in nutrition that say that's important. No. It's not. Not now. The research is being done at the medical institutions, and they're finding so many times where the beneficial bacteria actually can help kill or get rid of the harmful 
They bacteria. can. You know, something that is really interesting that just about probiotics, it just came up. And, and uh, when I saw this article, I thought, wow, that's pretty weird. University of California at Davis um, had a study that they did, and they showed that the HIV, now, you know, that's something that's, that's a virus that nobody really wants, okay? Don't even want to get close to it if you can help it. But HIV actually hides in the gut. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty strange, right? It actually hides in the gut, and, it, and that's, this is why they're saying it's a reservoir, the gut's a reservoir for this stuff, because if it hides there, and if you don't have the right kind of probiotics... Then it can come out. It can come out. Now, what's interesting in this study, they showed that you know, the cell, what they call the tight cell junction in the endothelium, or, the, uh, the, or epithelium that lines the gut, can break down because of inflammation from a guy called an interleukin-1-beta. Now, that interleukin-1-beta can just break it down, and once it breaks it down, you've got all kinds of problems going on in that gut. A specific kind of bacterium called Lactobacillus plantarum, hmm. it actually showed that it can help mitigate that or change that uh, virus thing that, that's, that's tearing up this epithelial barrier. When it makes it permeable, does that mean it gets into the body? Well, yeah, see, that's the problem. You know, for years, uh, us in natural medicine have talked about leaky gut syndrome. Right, and they and said we were crazy. And mainstream medicine says, ah, can't do it. It's absolutely crazy. Can't. Well, now they're finding out it can because if that tight cell junction in that gut breaks down through, you know, bad, bad guys right. in there doing their job, man, this interleukin-1-beta stuff kind of tears it up, and it's a pro-inflammatory interleukin. And when that happens... And you get that gut permeability, that means that stuff that shouldn't go through that gut lining wind up going through the gut lining and into the portal system and right into the liver and then from there right out to the body. And that's why we've always said part of intestinal health, which is a big part of the immune system, you have to heal the lining of the intestines, you have to make sure you digest properly, and you have to replace your probiotics. And, you know, it's just like this lactobacillus plantarum. I promise you, if you get one of the new, if you, you know, the stuff that you see on the news or on TV, when they're telling you, oh, we got a new, you know, probiotic or whatever, you know, take this and it'll fix you up. It's probably not going to do it. <clears throat> There's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of beneficial bacteria that we know about that, uh, and, and some of them are even patented, believe it or not. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting, but they are patenting some of them. And they're showing that specific ones like this plantarum guy Lactobacillus plantarum actually blocks this interleukin-1 beta. Now, if you just take a, a regular Elastobacillus acidophilus... It's not going to do it. It ain't going to do it, no. And that's that why a lot of people come in that just say, well, I take acidophilus every day. That's usually not enough. Oh, no. Um, all the research that's coming out, I mean, yes, acidophilus has been one of the mainstays for years, and acidophilus is still good. But it is not the only probiotic out there. No, it's not. And you need a multi-source of probiotics. That's right. You know, and, and Jenny just brought up a point there. Multi-source. Right. You, know, you got to have a lot of these guys. I mean, there's literally hundreds and hundreds of different guys. Like this, this plantarum guy, they showed that he could start resolving the inflammation and accelerating the repair within hours. Really? Wow. That's pretty potent. Within hours. You know, and, and that just kind of really, you know, shows you some of the, the thing about probiotics. Another thing that we hear an awful lot about probiotics, well, I eat good. I, I don't need to take them that often. That's right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. If you eat fast food, if you eat packaged processed food, if you're eating, oh, let's say it's some of the main big chain restaurants and so and on. even where, if you're eating non-organic meat. If, unless you're eating organic, right? You're eating meat, may it chicken or whatever, that's been fed antibiotics. 
Now, those, there's something like 39 million pounds of antibiotics yep. every year that's, that's just for animal feed. They and you feed know it what? To it's not just in the food. It's also in the water. Yeah, it is now. If you have city water, I know yeah. that a few years back, and it's been a few years, yeah, a little girl around here that was in high school did a science fair project. Right. And she took every city where we live, she probably did about eight different cities along where we live, and tested the water supply. She tested it for antibiotics and estrogen and showed that every single city water supply around here had estrogen and antibiotics. Now, that estrogen will be a whole other show sometime. Yeah, it's a different show. That's a different show. But that was her yeah. conclusion, and she actually went to national because she won a lot of the science fairs with that project. Right. But it does show that because of the amount of antibiotics people are taking— and, the, right, and the amount that people are, it's actually going back in the wastewater treatment centers, right, and but, you're getting antibiotics that way. Because, you know, if you think about it, if you take an antibiotic and then you go to the potty, yep. and you flush the little toilet sounds thing. Sounds gross, off, but. Sounds gross, but here it goes, <laughs> folks. When you, when you flush the toilet, it goes down to the waste treatment facility. Waste treatment, water waste treatment facilities haven't really changed a lot in probably 40 years. And they don't take out things like antibiotics. But the use of the medications have probably increased oh, in that 40 dramatically, years. dramatically. So you're getting it everywhere you turn. Yeah, you get it in the food you eat. You're getting it you know, if you take it. And if your neighbor's taking it and it winds up in the water supply, you know, well, next thing you know, you're going to wind up getting it. And that's why I like it. We are, we're in South Mississippi. Yep. And out in the Mississippi, out in the Gulf, we have what they call a dead zone. And that dead zone is that water is basically coming off the Mississippi River, which has all these, the effluence of these uh, cities dumping in there. And it's got all these antibiotics and everything. It kills everything out there. Yeah. You have to go about 20 miles out. To and one of the worst down. things about all these antibiotics is it kills all the beneficial bugs. Exactly. So you do that every day. It doesn't just kill the bad ones. No. I mean, when you need an antibiotic, you need one. And we're not saying you don't ever... Antibiotics no, are no, always no, no. bad because no. they're not. But getting daily, daily intake of antibiotics when you shouldn't, when you shouldn't, actually does play a role. And and that's why you have to be diligent about taking these probiotics literally every day. I mean, there's not a day goes by that Janine and I don't right. both take, take our probiotics. We take all different kinds. I mean, I believe me, we, we go through a lot of different because there are so many different strains. Right. Uh, we we take this uh, plantarum. Been taking this guy. Didn't realize this till this particular study came out. Yep. Uh, about that thing about the that the one's gut. actually in a formula that we have. Yes. That also has the paracasi. Which is good for the cardiovascular is, yes. and so on. So for cardiovascular. So right. it's another specific probiotic. Yeah, it, it's really, you know, kind of interesting. You know, you go back, and you don't have to go back very far. Um, they've even talked about these probiotics being a promising treatment strategy for depression. Dig that. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty interesting. That is. You know, because what they looked at, and they're actually calling them something that I think is really kind of interesting now. They're calling them psychobiotics. <laughs> it's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird name. Okay, psychobiotics. Um, Got to take my psychobiotics today. But what these probiotics do, and, and there's one in particular, uh, it's called Bifidobacterium infantis. They changed the name of this guy. This, uh, this study was, they're using the old name, the Bifidobacterium Infantis. Now they call it the uh, Bifidobacterium lactis. And Bifidobacterium lactis is, they, it can actually show that it does definitely change the mood and it alters the mood because of some of the chemicals that it puts out 
changes the brain chemistry. So your gut is tied yeah. to the brain. And when you start talking about the brain function, you're talking about, you know, look at all the kids with attention deficit. Oh, Lord. Look at all the kids that probably doesn't have the beneficial bacteria that they need. Oh, and that's an easy, it. an easy solution. I say on kids, you always want to start with, you know, a good probiotics that's good for the brain and usually fish oil. I mean, we always, that's another oh, one yeah, we go that's back a biggie. to. Yeah. But to me, it, it's never going to hurt. I mean. No, I mean, I haven't seen anybody that, that got damaged from that one. But, you, you know, the, the, this study back on this uh, thing about depression, they actually used uh, a couple of them, lactobacillus, helveticus, and they used a bifidobacterium longum. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually took some people, some volunteers. I guess you had to volunteer for this one. <laughs> and they put them on this thing for, for 30 days. And it actually, the, those people self-reported that they had lower stress levels. Yeah. You know? And people, you know, a lot of times we get asked, well, how does taking something in, you know, in your stomach going to affect your brain? Yeah. Well, there's this guy called a vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve comes from your brain and, and the vagus in, in, in Spanish means wanderer. And the vagus nerve wanders around. He goes to the heart. He goes to the stomach. and winds up in the gut. And so he's constantly taking feedback and, and inflammation. So if, if inflammation. So if there's inflammation. But there's also the inflammation. I mean, you did say inflammation, and it does affect inflammation well, as well. And it, yeah, because that vagus nerve picks up. Hey, I've got inflammation down there in that yeah. gut. And it sends a signal back to the brain. Something down here is inflamed, so the brain's constantly listening and licking. And it's, it's always changing. And then you get all the biochemistry changes that the, these, go along with they it. go along with it. And I just think it's neat as it can be when they start talking about psychobiotics. I know, you know? that's a funny I name. Mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, I thought that was a great name, psychobiotics, you know. And, but it makes sense. I mean, it really does. But that's just some of the things that they're looking at with these probiotics, you know, that it can even change the mood and alter the mood. Uh, and, you know, if you got people... And that's you know, a simple thing to do. And it probiotics. doesn't have any side effects. And you can actually start it with kids. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you it can was, start it with infants. We talk about that a lot. You know, when folks... Because we get probably daily, we get moms coming in, especially moms, about their kids that have ADD and ADHD. And we always talk about changing the diet. And we always talk about things like fish oil. So we'll talk yeah. about that. And we always talk about the probiotics. probiotics. And they look at us like we're... You know, from outer space or something sometimes. Now, some of them don't, but a lot of them say, but how's that going to do anything? Well, if it's a psychobiotic, you know, and we use this uh, bifidobacterium longum in treating a lot of these kids. And we got part several of our things. approach is not just to fix a symptom, but to try to help ov- overall health. Look. If you it, help overall health, you're going to help with the problem. Well, the, the symptom is just that. It's a symptom. Exactly. Something's wrong. you got to figure out what's wrong. And, and at Doctors Nutrition... That's what we do. You know, we actually look for what's wrong. You know, and if it's something like the gut, and we see a tremendous amount of folks nowadays with various GI problems. Tons of GI problems. And they've even shown that the majority of the autistic kids have gut, have problems. gut problems. And we always say that health begins at digestion. Health begins in the gut. There's yes. no doubt about so it. So you have to have the gut healthy. And we know that 70% of the immune system is in the gut. That's it. Seventy percent or more. Some some authors and will you go have to have that, an immune you know? system. You yeah. have to. Yeah. If your immune system's not working, you're going to stay sick. You're going to have a lot of problems, and you're going to have an increased risk for cancer and other chronic illnesses. Right. And, and some authors, I've I've seen some that talked about as much as eighty percent of our immune system is in that gut. Yeah. And, and you know that it's just amazing how much of it's there, and yet we don't take care of it. You know, and it's not because you're deficient in you know some you know 
anti-acid or right. something. There's something going on in that gut that needs to be fixed. It always starts with these probiotics. It really does. Yeah, probiotics make a big difference. It actually oh, helps a with huge a difference. lot of different stomach problems, and it itself can help with digestion. Right. Okay, we're going to take a break here now, and we'll see you for the last segment just in a few minutes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life, naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Okay, welcome back, folks. We're back for the last segment of this show. Hope you're enjoying it so far. If you've got any questions, please let us know. You can email us, like he said, at jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Just spell that doctors out, D-O-C-T-O-R-S. Put that in there, doctorsnutrition.com. Or you can follow us at uh, if you're on the Twitter thing. I still haven't quite figured all that out, but it's <laughs> at Live Be Healthy. That at L I V E, the letter B, healthy. Now, uh, you know, we do have a question on email that's come in. Okay. And the question is what can you tell me about fecal transplants? Oh, those are just lovely, aren't they? Yeah. Think about that. Fecal transplants. That's an interesting one. Okay, well, and that fecal, gets into the probiotic. Well, it fits right along area. with this because uh, that's why honestly, they do it. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. Typically, they do that because you've got a yeast overgrowth, specifically, you know, or, or a bacteria overgrowth. Typically, the C, C. diff, diff Clostridia difficilis, right? And C diff. So, you know, that's that's usually why they start bringing. It's a last ditch effort. They've tried everything else, and when they start talking about fecal transplants, I know as gross as that sounds, but if you think about it, they're just trying to introduce. Good bacteria. Right. Take somebody's gut that's got a good bacterial growth in it, take some of that and Put transplant it in the next person. That now, the next person something that's a lot easier than a fecal transplant, in our opinion, is if you do have C. diff, there is a probiotic that we use a lot called Saccharomyelitis boulardii. Yeah. And it has had a lot of medical research on you know, being able to help C. diff. It has. You know, it, it kind of an interesting story about that. Um, we have a gentleman 
up in the uh, northern states of Ohio, I think it is. And he's been a consumer for a long time, and he calls us quite regularly when he has issues come up and so on in his own health. And he called us not too long ago, uh, but they were getting ready to do this fecal transplant right. to his mother. Yeah. And he did not like the sound of fecal <laughs> transplant. Okay, just didn't sound there good to him. There is easier ways, but if it, if it comes down to it, that's... Well, his question was, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Okay, and, I, and we, so we mentioned the, the Saccharomyces boulardii, yeah. which is the one that Janine just talked about. And so we sent him a bottle of Saccharomyces boulardii, and we told him, you know, they're not going to give this to your mom in the hospital. She's in the hospital. She's been hospitalized, having to do the IV uh, fluids and everything with her to keep her going. And I said, just because kinda, C. diff makes a lot of diarrhea. C. So. diff makes diarrhea that's unimaginable. And I said, just, you know, have your dad or somebody there to give her one of these. And so they did. They gave her, you know, one in the morning, one at night, and one the next morning uh, with their little meals. And by that afternoon, the diarrhea had stopped. So within, That quick. That quick. Within three, and so no more fecal transplant yeah. talk. And right. it just made him ecstatic because he didn't like the sound of fecal transplant. So to the person that emailed yeah. is, there's other things to try if that's the there reason is. you're doing it. Now, there's other probiotics, too, because the, the point of a fecal tr- transplant is to introduce probiotics. And the exactly. Saccharomyelitis boulardii, it's actually a beneficial yeast. It, it is. And it's, there can it's be beneficial yeast. yeast along with harmful yeast, just well, you know, like everything else. There is. You know, and, and, there's, you know, and there's even that Clostridia difficiles or C. Yeah. diff. There's actually been some recent research that some of the Clostridias, other ones, not C. diff, are, beneficial. are actually beneficial. Yeah. Who thought, right? So that's, that's a good one. And that's, that's real interesting. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a great a question. question. I really appreciate that. I uh, really do appreciate that. Good question. There's a, a big study out of Yale, you know, one of the Ivy League guys, you know? Yeah. And they have uh, identified a handful of bacterial culprits, they call them. Uh, of what they call the, they, they say they drive the inflammatory bowel diseases, which is Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, you know, that kind of thing. And it messes up your immune system. This was published in, this, in a journal called Cell, C-E-L-L. So it's a, you know, peer-reviewed journal. And they talk about the trillions of bacteria that are there, and they talk about how it, it affects the immune system and what all happens. And, you know, and, and they say, you know, the immune system goes right back to the gut. And if you yeah. mess that up, everything's messed up. And they talk about the you know immunoglobulin uh, IgA, which is the big thing. IgA but, is one of the big ones with right. gut problems. But they talk about these using probiotics as a method of treating these inflammatory bowel disorders. And remember, we talked about inflammation in the bowel yeah. and that guy Lactobacillus plantarum. Yeah. I mean, that's what they just showed that. It, I think that Actually, was UC There are so Davis. many different ones. If you look, the probiotics do so many things. We just talked about a while ago, yeah. one of the ones you take is that it actually has the cardiac health. Yeah, the um, from probiotics. case sign. And mm-hmm. another thing that actually does, I guess you would say, in the cardiac region is it actually eats up cholesterol. Ooh, what's that guy's and it's name? Actually, well, they used to call it sacro... No. No. Lactobacillus spirogenes. right. And now they're actually calling it bacillus coagulant. Yeah, they're always changing the names. So they're changing names of things. But we actually have that in a capsule. And if you take this probiotic, it actually helps eat the cholesterol in your stomach. Yeah, in other words, if you ate a bunch of cholesterol in your meal. It lives off of it. It lives off of it. That's what it lives off of. So the beneficial bacteria can also help lower cholesterol. Now, it is probably not our first line defense on lowering cholesterol. No, but what we use is it, those guys that are really resistant. Yeah. You know, they've tried everything But in the it world. definitely mm-hmm. makes a difference in what you're eating. So if, when you start looking at probiotics, there's so many things that it can do. Yeah, it's more than just uh, 
more than just a few good bugs in there to keep you regular. By the way, there are specific bugs that can keep we regularity. Do, yes, we actually have a few of the products that we use mm-hmm. that specifically have the Lactobacillus rutea. Lactobacillus ruteri. And it does actually help with regularity. So if you're constipated, that's the one that we tend to use. And we use a pretty high amount. Now, that's another thing when you get into probiotics is the amount of probiotics. Yeah, Um, it's not a couple hundred thousand units. I've had people come in with something. They they bought at a big box store, and it has 100,000 colony forming units. Or maybe even a billion. Yeah, but we use... The minimum we usually use is 20 billion. And we got them all the way up to 200. And we have them up to 200 billion. <laughs> now, we don't use that one as often, but we, we do we use, do use it. it. Um, we have a lot that are up to, you know, we use 50 billion a lot. We got have it. a couple products that are 50 billion for one pill. And we use that maybe twice a day. Right. You know? So we do use, you know, pretty good amounts. So if you get little bitty amounts, it doesn't always work. Because we, we constantly are here. Yeah. Well, I've already tried probiotics, and it didn't work. Or I eat yogurt. Now, yes. let me tell you about the average cup of yogurt. The average cup of yogurt is going to have between 150,000 colony-forming units to 250,000 colony-forming units. Quarter of a million. Yeah, so you got to eat a talking lot about of yogurt. Billions. Oh, yeah. You'd have to drown in yogurt. And when you done. do eat yogurt, not that we're saying yogurt is bad, but when It'll you do eat sure. yogurt... Only do the plain, unsweetened yogurt. I was going to say, there's a lot of sugar there. Because if you start looking at the sugar content of yogurt, it is not good. not good. And it's going to feed the candida. It's going to feed the problems. And so that's that. If there's any yeast there, you can bet. If there's yeast and that sugar and that, you know, but if you do the plain, it's okay, but it's still not going to be enough to replace your probiotics. No. These probiotics, and like I say, when you start talking about billions and billions, you know, Carl Sagan would have loved that one. Yeah. Billions and billions. Billions of these things in there. And you literally have to have billions and billions to go back and, and well, do some damage. Yeah, because you know. trillions is what you have in your body. Yeah, and if you're going to do damage control, you got to have billions. you got to have a big gun. And that's where we use some of these big, potent, you know, 20 billion, uh, 50 billion. Use those things all the time because it, it takes that big a dose. Sometimes you tell somebody, well, it's got 50 billion colony forming units. My God, that's a bunch. Really and truly, it's not. When it's you not. look at when you compare that to the trillions, nah, it's not even a not even a drop in the bucket, really. But it will be enough to go in there, and you have to take them daily. I mean, I, I don't know that we can stress that enough because once we fix somebody, you know, time and time again over the years, when people are better, they stop. They stop. You know, it, it's amazing. You know, well, gee, I felt great, so I stopped taking that stuff. And two or three months go by, and boom, you know, they're having a problem all over again, and and that's what we don't want to see. So because that's our why, environment. Uh, has a lot of, like well, said, a lot of the antibiotics that kill it. Yeah, well, the antibiotics in the food, you go take, you know, you get the sniffles, you run to the doc, they give you an antibiotic, boom, there you go. So, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to continuously replace these things because when that gut goes, everything goes. Right. I mean, it truly does. And it, and these probiotics make up such a big, big, big part of it. It's, it's such just, a um, big difference in overall health. It really is. You know, when you start talking about your immune system and, you know, we just, just even heard about cardiac, and cardiac, even. and we just heard about the how you feel, the mood, right, the depression, mood, depression, um, so you attention know, deficit. I think there's so many deficit. things that probiotics do. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Um, these guys take in a lot of territory. They really do. They really do. Yeah, and so you know that's something that you can you know look into. If you need advice on something like this, that's where we at Doctors Nutrition come in. Pick up that phone, call that eight hundred eight two four zero one nine four. 
Somebody will take your message. If we're and we'll yeah. get back to you, we'll talk to you about or it. Email us at jfox at doctorsnutrition.com exactly. or get you on doctorsnutrition.com. Yeah, just go to the website and, and you can get to us there. We actually have a media site where we uh, soon have the recordings here as well as some other recordings, podcasts, and from, stuff from that we pre- do. Yeah. We do a lot of podcasts on other places and stuff. So we've got that there. Uh, I've got some, we've got my blog. When I get irritated about something, I'll write about it, you know. <laughs> Uh, and that's what blogs are, right? Uh, you just kind of, you know, play it out. Because I've talked about all kind of stuff, everything from the uh, ICD codes, you name it. So and why health insurance doesn't really cover health anymore and all that. So there's some really neat stuff there. But just give us a call. We're here to help you. And uh, next week, what is our topic? Well, you know, we, we've had so many things come up. And we thought one of the most important things that we hear all the time is my thyroid. We hear that a lot. Oh, gosh. We hear it daily. And, you know, we're, we're going to go in-depth. And depth thyroid does it. affect every cell in the body. Well, it does. It's so that important. We're going to talk about testing the thyroid. We're going to talk about what you can do for the thyroid. What you can do. Yep. So come so back. Tune in next week. Next week. Right. Right here on Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.